In 2001, a wave of VHS and DVD player robberies committed at high speed led the LAPD to place an undercover cop in the local underground street racing scene. But when he discovered that his new friends were in danger, Brian O'Connor had to decide whether to help the Toretto family or remain loyal to the fucking pigs. Today on the podcast, the Toretto family, the Fast and the Furious. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. For those 10 seconds of last, I'm free. Welcome to Absolutely True, True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. I'm Claire, and joining me as always are uh, two people who are not just uh, my fellow True True Crime aficionados, but they are my friends. It's Brad and Tammy. Hey, guys. Hey. That was a very sweet introduction. Oh, thanks. Sometimes they're not as sweet, so I'll take it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always sweet. What are you talking about? (laughs) Claire, I I like to say we're not friends. We're family. Aww. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So- you, you are my crew. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about family and what that means, what it means to us, what it means to this uh, quote unquote crime family that we're gonna talk about today. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we'll just go right into it, which is uh, the case of we're calling it the case of the family uh, versus the podcast today, but. Specifically, I think we're going to talk about the Toretto family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that specific it's, crime family. They sort of became known collectively as the family kind of later on, didn't they? Yeah. And we're going to be focusing on uh, basically the the case that really got them notoriety in the the first documentary in a series uh, of The Fast and the Furious from 2001. There are many other... Uh, uh, crimes and documentaries out there, but we're going to be focusing on the the first of those because otherwise it's it's just too much, too much. Yeah, to yeah it's podcast. kind of similar to when we covered um, we did John Rambo versus the podcast. Like we had to focus on a very short amount of time in his life because there's just too many crimes there, and it's the same thing with this this kind of story this week. Yeah, agree. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's meet some members of this crime family. So we'll start with the head of the crime family, Dominic Toretto, um, and his sister, Mia. Always known as Dom. Uh, Also known as Dom. Um, And he has a sister, Mia. They are truly family. Literal blood relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else that we're going to be talking about today, that's called the family. Not so much blood relatives. Family of the heart, not of the flesh. Oh, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's not say that ever again. <laughs> See, you guys are family in my heart, but you're not my flesh family. Mm, oh. Good, good. Hey, that's... <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a feather in my cap. <laughs> yeah. Next time I speak to my sister, I'll be like, hey, flesh family. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I don't think your sister will want you to call her ever again. Yeah. That, that'll nope. be it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they we don't know much about their mother, but we know that the father passed away uh, several years prior in um, a racing accident. Yes. So um, they were, his dad was, I trying to do stock car racing and Mm -hmm. ended up getting clipped around a corner uh, by one of the other drivers. Um, I cannot remember. Kenny Linda. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry? Yeah, and so um, 
so yeah, got clipped and so spun out, hit a wall, and the car exploded. And Dom and Mia's father died. Dom happened to be there at the time watching the race happen. Um, he says that for him, he he heard his dad's screams, but everyone around had ended up telling him, no, it was your own screams, which is just mm-hmm. horrific. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. like, it's a, it's a pretty gnarly story. So, needless to say, Dominic and Mia, Dom and Mia are on their own. They have a little cafe, the Toretto Cafe that they run. And Dom pretty much just uh, is there and works on his cars a lot. Um, we should say Dom hunted down the guy uh, who, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. who did cause this this accident, um, and he beat him really severely with like a tire iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, and because of that, he was because he was apparently like had a promising potential career as um, in racing, um, but because of this, obviously, he got charged for assault. And he was, I can't remember what his sentence was. I think he had two years yeah, two in years. jail. Yeah. And then because of that, he was also banned from, from driving in, in the future. Yeah, which is something I guess him and his dad did together. So that was um, really hard for him. So what he has done is uh, he's taken to street racing, which is um, FYI illegal. Don't do that. It's not safe. <laughs> so. Yeah, and this, is, this took place in Los Angeles is what we should say. Mm-hmm. In kind of the echo park area yeah but this this does uh street racing takes place all over the world so just yeah uh yeah even Can we just I, stop racing takes, just yeah. in yeah. general like i i <laughs> like i just people like to race brad people like to pretend that this is like a, a real competition but i'm like it's it's mostly there's a, clearly there's some skill involved but it's mostly machines and it's incredibly dangerous, so it's why are we doing this? Yeah. yeah, and it's not just dangerous for you, but it's dangerous for the spectators as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, just don't. Just don't do it. Yeah, no need. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, because I've even heard about people, like, racing by my house, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we're... Where do you think we live? We're like, <laughs> why are you racing? <laughs> Who are you racing against? What is happening? Yeah. Maybe they're racing to get to Disney. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're Go racing. on all those rides. <laughs> Just racing around town. Um, yeah, it's, it's super dangerous, but that's, that's what they do. So he works on his cars um, all day. So, so we've now met Dom and Mia. Another member of the family is Letty, who is Dom's girlfriend. And they've known each other forever. Um, in fact, I think they started hanging out when they were around 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Letty has always been into cars, so she actually works in the garage with Dom as well. And also street races herself. And somewhere around the age of 16, Dom started to notice Letty in a whole different way because she's mm. gorgeous. So they've been together ever since. Yeah. Uh, and then we have... Uh, Let's talk about Vince next, I think. Vince is a member of the family as well. Um, Vince has known Dom since, I think, the third grade. Yeah, third grade, I think. Yeah, they basically were just school friends, and they've just known each other their whole lives. Uh, I don't really think we know much more about Vince. No, I think he was... kind of a a gross character person. Yeah, he he was kind of interested in, in Mia Toretto. 
Yeah, like, definitely. Kind of had a had been interested in her for years, and was kind of uh, uh, you know a bit of uh, an aggressive guy. Had a bit of a temper. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Jesse and Leon, who joined the family just a few years prior to to this incident, um, but seem to like get in there right away. Um, Jesse, we know that his dad is currently in prison, and so Dom has kind of taken Jesse in almost as like a a little brother figure. Mm -hmm. And I think Leon was just friends with Jesse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Dom Dom was very protective of of Jesse, and I think Jesse, um, he was, you know, he was like a a smart guy, but didn't really do well. um, uh, He had, you know... He says he at, at, um, at school and college and stuff because he had attention deficits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he ended up actually like dropping out, and so you know, smart in some aspects, but just couldn't couldn't do regular schooling. Um. So yeah, he does a lot of uh, computer work as well for for the family, not just um, working on the cars, which ends up for like like Brad, you said it's not really a skill thing necessarily to to race these cars. Other than the actual mechanics of the car. Yeah. And Jesse kind of helps out in that sense. It seems like he can kind of figure out what they should be putting in the cars, when they should they should be doing different things with the cars. So um, he was able to kind of take, take this family, quote unquote, to the next level in that sense. Uh, because as far as street racing goes, Dom is known on the streets... He uh, seems to win a lot. He's, you know, this is this is just what they do. Then we have someone, and and guys, I don't know what you guys think. If if this if he's a member of the family, I know that in the other documentaries he does become a member of the family. But mm-hmm. at this point in time for this crime, I don't know if he's a member of the family or not. He's like, if he is, he's like a cousin like a you see every once in a while like, uh, but, second uh, cousin twice removed yeah <laughs> yeah but his name is Brian Ugh, yeah Brian. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian O'Connor yeah the whitest name ever <laughs> yeah yeah so. oh, wait are you, please how could you call Brian O'Connor the whitest ever um don't, don't you see him eating his uh, a crustless tuna fish sandwiches <laughs> this guy Oof. is the worst. <laughs> I mean, crossless. So he he was a guy that kind of ran with the family on the sort of fringes for a, a very short time, um, yeah. until it was kind of revealed that he actually had different intentions. Uh, which I'll let you talk about, Tammy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so we we know that early on um, he kind of tried to get in with the family. He did that by going to the Toretto's Cafe every day to get in with the family, but also to get in Mia's pants. So there's mm-hmm. that, yeah. which yeah. he accomplished his goal. So there you go. Uh, so, um, he went at that point, we know that his name is Brian O'Connor, but at that point he went by Brian L. Spilner. What a name. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> even at one point, Dom had mentioned that that sounded like a serial killer name so fair yeah Yeah, it does (laughs) and brian kind of looks like a serial killer so yeah yeah (laughs) 
Real creep, real creep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he tried to get into the family that way, um, and then ended up showing off, like, some of his driving skills. We'll try to by, um, joining up with one of the street races at night. And all of this, he wanted to get in with the family because what we, what is revealed is that, uh, Brian is actually an undercover cop. Yeah. Yes. And that and he was investigating this crew because they were suspected to be involved in or to know who was involved in like series of robberies that have been going on in the in the area. Yeah, so let's talk about the, the crimes. Now we've we've kind of met all the members of the family. So the crime is involving yeah, a crew you know, at the beginning of the investigation they weren't sure if it was really dom's family or some other crew um but there was like you said claire a series of robberies these robberies weren't just like from a store or somebody's home Mm. but they were actually robbing truck drivers uh leaving warehouses on their runs yeah so in motion Mm -hmm. right in motion truck. Yeah, in motion truck thieving. Right. And for for high dollar uh, items, uh, TV, VCR, uh, DVD players. Yep. Yes. Things that were very valuable in 2001. <laughs> yeah. I did my research and they would have been worth, let's say they were heavily discounted. They would have been worth $250 each a unit. The main wow. one that, that we... The main one that we know that they were definitely stealing was the Panasonic PV-M939, a nine-inch television with a remote control and built-in VCR, guys. Whoa. Come on. Yeah. That's, so. that's high stakes. Uh-huh. Nine inches, guys. Nine-inch screen. <laughs> I mean, listen, my coll- I'm pretty sure my college roommate had one of those. Uh, it was pretty rad having that VCR right there inside the TV. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wish I had one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I guess this is, again, a reminder, this is 2001. Uh, this is pre-9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still in high school at this point. Oh, uh, this I, was, was, I was a full-ass adult <laughs> by then. I was, I was backpacking around the world at this point, I think. Wow. Yeah, if it was that, yeah, if it was uh, earlier that year, of, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have been traveling. I might have even been in Orlando, guys. Wow. Yeah, my husband and I were getting ready. Uh, we were preparing to get married later that year. So cool. Um. Yeah, man, two hundred fifty bucks. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, but yeah, so That's they- if it was heavily discounted, it's between two hundred and fifty. They might have, like, recommended retail price, like, $500. Wow. But, you know, wholesale value. I would love $500 right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I know we've moved on past 2001, but, guys, I would still like $500. Um, so, so yeah, so all... This was a lot of... These were, like, full shipments as well. That yes, exactly. So that's robbed. what they were doing. So they were they were taking... Um, obviously, the warehouse would be a little difficult. Plus, that's a lot to have to... You know, how would you even package things from a warehouse? A store... Who, who wants to kind of try and take down a store that could have multiple employees? It could have security. could have all kinds of issues. So... Um, thieving from the uh, truck drivers, probably the best way to do it. And doing it in motion is kind of crazy. So the way that they would do it is they would um, 
have three cars, so three different drivers. Honda Civics. Always Mm -hmm. Honda Civics. Honda Civics. Yeah. And they would basically uh, get around the truck, have like someone behind, on the side, and in front. And then in the front Honda Civic, they'd have two people. Um, And in the investigation, obviously, they didn't know who the people were yet. Uh, We know that it was Dom and Vince, though. Uh, Vince would come out of the Honda Civic and shoot into the truck to shoot out the front window. And then put... I don't even know what this thing is called. (laughs) Like a grappling hook sort of thing? Yeah, Yeah, a grappling hook. Yeah, a grappling hook. And, like, would shoot that into the truck and then make his way from the car into the truck with the driver and take out the driver... And then they would just have this whole truck of goods. I mean, as opposed to, like, climbing into a moving truck and then tranquilizing the driver, it seems like it would be easier just to, once they're in front of the truck and they've got them boxed in, just force them to stop and then just pull them out of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, this is... But, I mean, we see later in this documentary, these drivers stop for nothing. Uh, yeah, I there's a I, there's a lot of issues there. Um, yeah, um, I found some some research on this as well that someone had done because they were looking into this case oh, and good. like how much that the family might have made on one of these, uh, basically on one of these heists. So looking at again the kind of um, products that were being transported that they know of at the time, like we spoke about that TV, and looking at roughly how much they would have to sell them. On the black market, obviously they have to sell them discounted. So, saying between two hundred and two hundred and fifty dollars a unit, then they they did some research as to how many. This is an eighteen wheeler that they would usually do the heist on. They would be transporting. So, how many units you could get into one of those? And they worked out that they would be raking in. Obviously, you have to subtract the cost of fuel and grappling hooks for this, but they would be raking in after each of these heists approximately one million dollars two hundred forty-eight thousand. One million two hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. Whoa! Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a a lot of VCRs. Wow. I mean, where I, I get on the black market, but like, who are you selling all this to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I the the thing that's uh, and the reason this became a bigger issue is because um, so they had done a few of these heists, um, and they you know they it was kind of a smooth operation at this point, um, but now the, the truck drivers uh, were fighting back and they were arming yeah. and. So yeah. there was a lot of concern, and this is where the FBI got involved, is that they wanted... The truck drivers were now arming themselves to take out the family when they attacked them. Which, yeah. I mean, I understand, like, this is your livelihood, and I would not want to be tranquilized either, but these fucking... These truck drivers are lunatics, because why are you fucking... It's TVs and VCRs, like, fuck, like just take them, just take them. Like, yes. how about like, hey, don't even track me. I'll just, I'll just stop the truck. You just take this shit. Just let me out. We're good. Uh, yeah. Like I, the, the, the wrenching of the hostility. Like, what? Why are you willing to kill people over TVs and VCRs? Like, that's insane. Yeah. And there was a lot of these heists because we know that before the kind of events that happened that the documentary covered, there was four heists that they had they had done in two months. Yeah, and they were planning on this one being their last big heist, and then they 
then they could take a vacation from it for a while. With, well, with geez, if, if they're making as much money as you're saying, Claire, we, why and we could know they that not they, take a vacation? And uh. we know in those four four heists done over those two months, they um, the police had said that they they reckon that the family had got approximately six million dollars worth of. I mean, so af- after like after all the expenses and everything, um, a million dollars a piece, like that's pretty pretty solid. But then, yeah. but when we also learn in this documentary, and I know nothing about cars, but they they're spending like they they say in this documentary, like one of the cars that was involved in the race the racing had like five hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment yeah. under the hood. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's insane. Exactly. You know? So like, yeah, when it probably all works out, like. I yeah may, maybe maybe they'll have like half a million dollars each. It's I just don't think it's worth it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, it's like were, were they doing this to keep up their hobby? Because it's not like they were making a bunch of money for the racing. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's very questionable. But it's like I like all the different competing interests. Like I'm like this is. This is bizarre because a like these shipments are insured. Like uh, the companies, that, yes, correct. the companies that are moving this merchandise, they don't give a fuck. Like yeah, uh, these truck drivers. Why these truck drivers are putting their lives and willing to kill people for these TV VCRs? I don't like that's psychotic. Um, the the danger uh, Toretto and the family are going through to like you know. For a million dollars worth of TV and VCRs, I, for their expenses and all the danger, I not worth it. That's you're not because also if you get caught, like this is an insane amount of like time you're gonna do. It's yeah. certainly not worth half a million to a million dollars. Like that's not you. It, you need to be getting fuck you money for life. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. six and a half million dollars. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not risking everything for less than six and a half million dollars. Yeah, and if they're getting that in total, <laughs> after five or six no. highs... No, individually, I Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, like, they're yeah. not doing that individually, so... No. Uh, but yeah, so that th- that's kind of the the whole deal with this, is, you know, we've, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We've got them stealing, so the FBI does become involved. Um, that's how Brian comes into the picture, is because... Um, he gets on this LAPD and FBI task force because Brian is an LAPD officer at the time. Yes. And he uh, becomes, he goes undercover. Um, I think it's because he'd had some experience in like car racing. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of a good, a good person to go undercover with this crew. Yeah. And he knew about his cars. Yeah. And I will say, so, you know, as the family gets to start to know Brian, Vince right away is not trusting of him um, and actually calls him out as being potentially an undercover cop. And Dom does not want to believe it because Dom is getting close to him. Yeah. So, uh, which is, is sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who is this newbie that's trying to join your family, Dom? Keep your, <laughs> keep your family safe. <laughs> um, but we have all kinds of, of things that happen uh, in between their final heist and the previous ones, which, you know, that Brian really does try as much as he can to get in the, with the family. He does start dating Mia. He, um, 
Dom does trust him, or is at least beginning to. Uh, he invites him to go to race wars. That's right, kids. Yes, something called yes. race wars. <laughs> I yes. mean, tell us, tell us about race wars, guys. I just, I just want to say, I think it is wild. Um, that there is, like, a white cop that wasn't already a- aware of race wars. <laughs> like, it, it seems like something that would be real, like, just, I, they would really be into it already. Yeah. Uh, just saying. Cool. Yeah, just saying. you would think. So, race wars is an underground illegal racing scene in L.A. Uh, so they take all this stuff and they, basically all their drag races that they normally have and they take it out to the desert. Why aren't they and, always in the desert? I, I don't know because they don't care like, it about seems safety. M- yeah, I, <laughs> they do this one like like one like the the first one you see in the documentary this race and it's just in the streets correct because like, Echo yeah. Park yeah and they they shut off all these streets and can't let anyone go and it's so incredibly dangerous not just for those people that are in the race but like ambulances can't get down there you know it's so yeah. Oh, we, it's so selfish. We we see a uh, pizza delivery guy is like just trying to go home, and they're like, "Sorry, you're gonna have to find another way home." Like, hey, this guy's been fucking delivering pizzas all day. Let him go home. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So, and at this uh this event, it's basically race wars is just full of drag races. Seems like like ongoing all day, every day for the amount of time there. They probably race uh, for large amounts of money. They definitely race for pink slips. Jesse actually uh, loses in a race at this point. Um, his mm-hmm. his uh, father's car. But he doesn't... He, he commits kind of a, a sin, I guess, of racing in that he doesn't immediately hand the car over. Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, he drives which away. Is, <laughs> he basically runs away. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, is not, not a good idea. Yeah. And no, no, it does not work out well for him. Uh, again, they really need to re- uh, workshop uh, the title of this uh, competition, because... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, would you guys like some history about race wars? Oh, please. So the first race war event lo- was located in Royal City, Washington. It occurred with over 10,000 people showing up, uh, including 75 cars that entered in the races. The Royal City Lions Club, an organization that has been racing for nearly 10 years by the time of the first race war event, gave out three $1,000 scholarships to students of local high schools located in Royal City. They also donated $1,000 to their local fire district. With great success of the first Royal City Race Wars, the Lion Club plans for many more race war events to continue. (laughs) Oh, boy. I, Royal City Race War sounds particularly bad. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, besides that, there's also an event that occurs in Australia where automobile scene is very active, and also in Eisenach, uh, Eisenach, Germany, where it's called okay, German, uh, where where Brad <laughs> wait, uh, it's okay. called German Race Wars. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Australia and Germany, two places that absu- absolutely should not have something called race wars. No. Absolutely should not. I don't, not good, not good locations for race wars. Australia, Germany. Nope, 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 nope. And nor, nor the Pacific Northeast. Yeah. Also, Mississippi, you're not allowed to have race wars either. The, like, these are places that definitely, like, nobody should, but those places in particular cannot have race wars also uh, um um africa let's keep let's keep the race wars out of africa 
if we can. <laughs> um, and lately, Where can we have Asia the race as well. Perhaps. Let's keep them out of China. Yeah. Let's keep them- I, <laughs> let's keep them out of everywhere. I'm just I'm just saying the ones to- off the top of my head that absolutely cannot have it. Yeah. So, uh, and a little bit more about some of these. It says the the events in Germany and in Australia are similar to the ones in the United States, usually consisting of a small fee to enter into the drag races and an even smaller fee to spectate or park. People do not race for pink slips or large amounts of cash like um, like we saw in uh, this documentary. However, it is just an event where people can test their cars on the strip, see how they match up to other vehicles, and have a good time in a safe environment. It's an effort to reduce illegal street racing. This event uh, allows for people to push their cars to the limit in a controlled environment. Um, that's not what we saw in this race mm. war, by the way. This was in nope. the desert, but there was no safety precautions taken at all. No. It was still a free-for-all, and people were definitely racing for uh, pink slips to vehicles and uh, for large amounts of money. Yeah. <coughs> Everybody's so, carrying cash, too. I don't like that. I yeah. Stop carrying cash yeah. around. That's no good. <coughs> well, this was 2001. I mean. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, we didn't have online mobile banking. we still use cash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we do know Letty raced. We saw her race. She she won in her race, and Jesse did not. And then he took off like a scared child because he was a scared child because that was his father's car. You know, yeah. I feel like there's something like don't race your dad's car. That just sounds like an old person thing to do. Yeah, like your 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 dad's car is not going to go as fast as anybody else's. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Just doesn't sound like a good idea. So uh, that's he raised someone who was not in the family. Um, he w- raised someone named Johnny Tran, who had yes. his own set of families. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dangerous crew. group. Yeah, he had a crew. Um, Largely and, motorcycle gang, seemingly though. Yeah, primarily motorcycles, but apparently they also race cars. Um, we saw, we met, uh, yeah, Johnny Tran and his crew, and we also um, met Hector, and uh, we read about Hector and his crew as well. Um, so, so there's several different crews in the city of Los Angeles racing. Obviously, it seems like a big deal. Um, so the FBI uh, really was banking on Brian to kind of figure out who were the uh, who was the crew that was actually doing all the VCR and TV stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, uh, the FBI was not as much concerned about um, the thefts no, as no, they no. were about the violence coming from the truckers who were tired yes. of being robbed. Yeah. Which I just, I like, man, it's a wheel of a fucked up capitalist society. Like, yeah. what is everybody doing? Like, ugh. yeah, it almost seemed like because I'm with you. It's I mean, because they tell people now, like, if you work at a, any kind of retail place, they'll tell you they're like everything's insured, like. If yeah. someone comes oh, in... Oh, in my place, yeah. if someone... If we... If someone's stealing something and we think we'll be in danger or there's a possible threat, if we can stop them from leaving, then we do because we, we don't have, like, high-value high, high value stuff and generally we don't... We don't get people coming in to steal stuff to then sell it on, on you know. Um, it's mainly, like, kids kind of shoplifting and things. But nobody's, like, health or safety is worth 
the cost of any of our stock, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so it, it's really... Um, looking into this case, I was thinking, I was like, I feel like it became more of a pride thing for these truck yeah. drivers, which was weird. Also, like, mm. they're... They should have better protections. Like, they, if this is becoming an issue, their company should have mm-hmm. better protections for yeah. them. Like, they should have they should have an escort, or they should have, like, a reinforced uh, a truck, so something. Like, yeah. I, there's... This should not... This issue should not fall under the workers. I mean, I don't think it does, but, like, still, like, the corporation should be stepping in, and uh, it's not okay. Yeah. It's really interesting, because I, I do wonder how much... Um, I mean, we know that the companies did not put in, like, any additional safety precautions necessarily, but I feel, we don't know for a fact, but I doubt that the companies were also saying, yeah, you're fine to go after whoever is trying to get in your truck. It's very bizarre. Like, I don't think that that was all, you know... Well, a lot of, you know, a lot of truck drivers, like, they, they own their, you know, a lot of them, and I think this was more true at the time, owned their own rigs... So yes. that was their livelihood, and, um, you know, they're just moving product, and I don't know what kind of, you know, protections they have in that case, and whether that affects them getting future work. Um, it shouldn't, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, if you if something were to happen to your truck, then, yeah, typically you've got to pay to get it fixed. So from that perspective, sure, because they were taking out windows and doing all kinds of stuff. And if they stole the truck, well, they're kind of fucked unless you have like good insurance or something. Right. Um, mm. But the, the driver, like we see in the documentary, is doing way more damage to the truck by <laughs> shoot, blasting through it with a shotgun. Oh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Guys, this documentary is nuts. <laughs> yeah. Just so, yeah. so you're yeah. aware. Um, there's just a I mean, lot we don't know. I didn't read anywhere that like after they rob, you know, they remove all the 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 loot. You know, they were then, you know, setting fire to the trucks or anything. Do you know what I mean like destroying yeah. them? Mm-mm. We didn't hear anything about that. If that was the case, then maybe they would be more. The drivers would be more worried about um, protecting the truck because it's the source of their income. But if they're not damaging the truck, then yeah, the stock is insured. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That part. Not only does it concern me that that these truck drivers were taking the law into their own hands and becoming vigilantes, um, but confused me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just it seems like the tr- the way it's explained in the documentary really makes it seems like this has happened enough times that the truck drivers are just they've had enough yeah. and they no mm-hmm. one's helping them. So yeah. they're well, they're resorting to this. I mean, which is and, and we also know like the family was not working alone because at the very beginning of the documentary, we see one person who's working in the uh, a warehouse call. At the time, we don't know who they called, but by watching the documentary, you can kind of figure out they called the family to let them know oh, yeah. that they that a truck had just been packed up. Um, it's completely full and let, I'm assuming they probably talked to Dom, uh, and let Dom know like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what to look for. This is the truck that, you know, to look for. Yeah. And they were cutting those guys in as well. So Gosh, how, how, what do you think the breakdown of this million dollar shipment yeah, is? Yeah, really? You get like, you get <laughs> maybe a hundred thousand. 
Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Vince gets a little bit more since he's climbing a line into a truck? I mean, I Vince is gross and I hate him, but it, I would hope. Yeah. I'd require it, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh, so terrible. Um, so, yeah, so we, we have all that going on. We've got Brian, who is undercover. We're now at the race wars. Um, Brian has already, by the way, thrown the Tran family under the bus. Um, he really thought that they were the ones stealing everything. And and to be fair, to Brian's point, he did find a lot of VCRs there was, or, di- or yeah, DVD there players, was, DVD players in the yeah. Tran family garage. <laughs> so, not sure why they had so many. <laughs> yeah, that's. Great, real mystery, mystery of mysteries. They yeah. were gonna have a, a, a VCR party. I don't know. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody! Everybody's getting a VCR this year. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, uh, but when Brian saw that, that he really thought it was the Tran family. So, the uh, FBI did um, go and try and take down the Tran family, only to uh, the Tran family ended up being cleared because they were not thieves. Um, Brian did not want to think it was the family he was trying to join, which is Dom's family. Uh, but he had to really think, how are they paying for these cars? How are they paying for the things to put on these cars? Nobody's ever coming to Toretto's Cafe. <laughs> so, oh, do you get, do you get yeah. that terrible uh, crustless yeah. tuna sandwich? Yeah, oh, exactly. God. I, did, I did, A grown man eating a sandwich and having crust cut off is like... I mean, that's the most Brian thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> oh, Brian. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like, being an adult. Like, I mean, and, like, I want my crusts cut off. As, like, saying, like, saying that to another human being with a straight face and not getting slapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please cut the crust yeah. off my sandwich. What was that? <laughs> nope. I hope I misheard you. <laughs> I hope I just slapped you for funsies. <laughs> if you tell me that I didn't mishear, I'm going to slap you again. Come here, if I did mishear, I apologize for that slap. <laughs> you may have you can understand. for something else, though. <laughs> yeah. You can understand no, why I slapped you, though, right? Yeah, you know, you know what you did. I don't need to tell you. Um... I'm going to give you a slap for every one of these crusts <laughs> that's cut off every side of the bread. One, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, two slices of bread. One, two, three, four. That's oh. eight slaps, bitch. <laughs> I mean. Oh. Pretty yeah. much. Um, so, so, Brad, you don't have your crusts cut off your sandwich, I, is what you're saying. It's insane. It's an insane thing to do. Like, if you're a little child, I get it, you're a little child. Okay, fine. You're an adult. You're a grown-ass man. Having crust cut off a sandwich? What's wrong with you? Why don't you know how to eat bread? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you get eating bread wrong? Because you're Brian. (laughs) I I actually like a good piece of crusty bread. Yeah. Yeah. So good. What's wrong with you, Brian? What is wrong with you? So many things, actually. Um... (laughs) So yeah, so he um, so he doesn't want to believe that it could possibly be the Toretto family that is stealing, uh, but he's got to start looking at the facts here. Like, how are they paying for anything ever? 
<laughs> like, how are they paying the rent? I, yeah. I don't know. Um, and so at the race wars, he sees Mia get into a fight with Dom and all the family uh, go and leave. Um, and he tries to figure out, like, where they're going. He knows that the, they're going to probably try and pull a job. And he confides in Mia that he is, in fact, an undercover cop. And then yeah. she says, you're the worst. I hate you. Um, After he slept with her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I, I really did wish she had said, you're the worst. I hate you. Because that would make sense. Yeah. It's true. Um, but she also just doesn't want her family to get, uh, or Dom specifically, to go back to jail. So she goes ahead and, and helps Brian locate Dom so they can maybe stop him from doing something that could get him in trouble. And when they do that, what they come across is the last heist that Dom was intending to do. This was yeah. a crazy freaking heist. Yeah. So, uh, well, as, as Brad said, I, I feel like there would be an easier way of doing these heists. Yeah. Yeah. And get the same result, you know? There's got to be. There has to be. Like, this. Yes. <laughs> like, there's no, like, this. Was this their first choice? Heist I mean, like, like it's how, how about this option? Yeah. How about this option? How about uh, you put spikes on the road, flatten the tires of the truck, take, yeah. stop the truck, then trank the driver, put new tires on the truck, and then drive it away? Yeah. Why you gotta do this while moving? Yeah. This is fast yeah, and this is curious. Thing, <laughs> it really is. The, the moving thing is the craziest aspect yeah. of these heists. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because for them, I'm like, is Both this just trying to show off? Like, I don't understand. I mean, if you had told, if this was, uh, again, this was 2001, so it's not like there was, like, GPS monitoring on the truck, so they, the truck had to keep moving. Like, if that was the case, maybe I would understand. But no, it's 2001. Yeah, nobody's tracking anything like that. No. Um, so, yeah, so we've got this heist going on, and what's happened with this heist is um starts off like any other heist there's the truck they know which way it's going they pull up um around it in front behind all the things um and letty is not normally part of the heist but she's part of this one since jesse had uh, ran off um and when they go to a take down the truck driver the truck driver has a shotgun and immediately yeah. start shooting at everyone to be and honest, everything. I don't I don't know if it's just me being English. I'm surprised that none of the other truck drivers were armed. I know they shouldn't be, but just I, I don't understand guns. Well, guys. you have we don't yeah. really have them over here. You have the but I would have thought that they would be armed. Yeah. Yeah, you have the truck driver with um a bat. And well, and I don't think that um you know, especially early on in the heist that these truck drivers were expecting this. So why yeah. they would be True. armed yeah. makes no sense. Also, even if they are armed, I, like most scenarios when people think they're going to pull their gun out, actually being able to drive yeah. and handle True. a weapon is like a difficult yeah. task, especially if you're startled by someone breaking into your truck. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, this guy was lucky that he was on pretty much a straight road. <laughs> Because I like, yeah, it seems like it would be a hard thing to manage if you were uh, uh, taking turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it really makes no sense um, to have a shotgun because it just seems like the biggest gun. Also, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, so he has a shotgun. He's, he's, uh, not only is he, like, shooting at Vince, obviously, because Vince is the one trying to climb into his truck, but he's shooting at the, all the, all the cars. So yeah, everyone you, is yeah, kind the of in cars. the line of fire at this point. I think that's also the point of the shotgun, because uh, you, yeah. you don't have to really aim as much. Yeah, true. Yeah. It just seems like it'd be so heavy or big or something. I have no yeah. I have no frame of reference for guns. <laughs> no, just... I also, it seems like, I don't know, like, I, TVs and VCRs aren't worth murdering people. Like, I'm no. just, no. I don't know. I don't know. Just gonna say, I don't think TVs and VCRs are worth murdering people. Well, you've never had a sweet, sweet VCR, <laughs> that you're true. like, oh, I don't know. If someone tried to take that, I might murder them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I actually, I actually agree with you, Brad. I mean, I've never had quite a DVD VCR TV combo <laughs> so sweet that I'm with like, with a remote control, with a remote control that I'm like, yeah, I need to take this fool out and even touch it. Imagine like caring so much about your job <laughs> that you would be willing to murder people to Not like, even close. Pr- to, like I can't, I can't even. Nope. Yeah. So listen, uh, it was pre 9/11. It was a different time. Possibly, people were more dedicated to their work. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and possibly kill yourself because if he, like you said, it's hard work, like wielding a shotgun and driving. If he loses control of that truck, oof, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, not only is he gonna wipe out these other cars, but he's probably not gonna survive it either. Yeah, yeah, makes. I will say, I think it's also like incredibly amazing that uh, none of these truck drivers died while the family was tranking them in a moving vehicle and, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, then pushing them out of the way and taking control. Like, because, yeah. like, real easy, like, to, I don't know, accidentally break somebody's neck while you're pushing them out of a driver's seat. Yeah. Even if you didn't wreck the truck. Yeah, that I think, yeah, the wrecking yeah. of the truck would be, like, the least of your concerns at yeah. that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so as he's shooting at Vince and the cars, um, Vince actually cannot unlatch himself from the car from the hook he's got from the grappling hook from the grappling yeah. hook um and oh boy i don't remember quite but i feel like brad i know you and i have both seen the other documentaries but doesn't vince end up losing his arm in this situation oh does he i i can't I mean, remember he has like he, he has like arterial damage in this yeah in this heist from basically yeah i i know traps between yeah the if, and the if not i'm almost positive he had scars or something there was something yeah. about his his arm i just can't off the top of my head remember it um it's been a long time since i've seen some of these documentaries <laughs> um so but he was hit and then his arm was extremely damaged and like claire like you said arterial damage uh so by the time brian has caught up with mia i mean he's in pretty rough shape uh, so Mia and Brian actually do end up saving Vince's life. And at that point in time, that's when he kind of has to reveal to everyone that he's an undercover cop because he's actually calling for medical services um, and using his authority to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would think that with Brian being a cop, all of this happening, um, that Dom would just end up in prison. Yeah. <laughs> That all of these people would end up in prison. <laughs> um, but but no, uh, 
Brian has really, really wanted to become part of the family and um, continues to So much so he's like, throws his, I mean, I, I, I have not seen the rest of these documentaries. I don't know about his career after this, but like he, in this one, it's like he pretty much throws his career away. Because he just lets a, a criminal get away. You yeah, would think he throws his career away. He throws his career away quite often. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say you, okay. you'd think that, but mm, no, no, still has a no. career because uh, <laughs> he's able to throw it away wow. multiple times. <laughs> Weird how uh, no no crust white cop Brian somehow uh, <laughs> <laughs> somehow ends up on his feet repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So in this case, though, he uh, actually goes to, he does go to, I guess, maybe arrest Dom. I'm not sure what the motivation was, but he does go to Dom's house. Um, Jesse shows back up finally. Dom has actually given uh, the rest of the family, um, Letty and Vince and uh, Leon, money to kind of get out of town already. And uh, when Jesse shows back up, the Tran family has been watching um, they are still upset that they never got that sweet, sweet Jetta off of, mm-hmm. <laughs> off of Jesse. It's a Jetta, guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have no clue what that means. I it's, know it's so a, little about cars. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally his dad's car. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, it's, it's like a soccer mom car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, their, their ad, I think, was get a Jetta. That was their ad. I mean, whoa, whoa. So, yeah. No, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but they end up uh, doing a drive-by on motorcycles. Very impressive. <laughs> and um, Jesse ends up dying. With like a semi-automatic, like they shoot up this whole area. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they shoot at everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm amazed that it was only Jesse that like was killed during this. I don't oh, know yeah. how Brian. All the rest get of them killed. are like dancing in between the bullets, like <laughs> dancing in between raindrops. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dom, I I I could see him getting in between bullets. I don't know how Brian made it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, so Brian and Dom go and try and hunt down uh, Jesse Tran and those guys. And um, Brian ends up killing Jesse Tran, actually. So that, I would think, is going to be a problem. He's a police officer who just killed somebody on a mo- motorcycle and left them there in the street. Well, but, you know, we don't know. The, the thing is, though, like, um, these guys, like, on the motorcycles, they're shoot. They're, they're, first of all, they're on motorcycles. Um, and I, I feel like uh, the only thing more ridiculous than racing cars is racing motorcycles because <laughs> you're definitely gonna die at some point, right? Because yeah. that those yeah. are the motorcycles are possibly one of humanity's stupidest inventions. <laughs> like it's just like a big sign saying "kill me." Yeah, yeah. it's terrible, incredibly unsafe. What if you're what if you're the Ghost Rider, Brad? I mean, but yeah. Because he's, he's possessed by a, yeah. a vengeful spirit. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. he's pretty much dead already. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Hey, yeah, of course he's on a murder machine. He's, like, possessed by murder. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, but, like, they're shooting... He, these guys on the motorcycles are shooting uh, at Brian. First of all, missing. Hitting everything around him. Like, yeah. because I obviously don't have a lot of time to aim when you're driving a, mo- a murder machine. Um... 
And like, but they, the amount of damage they do, like just shooting other like vehicles, just parked cars on the side of the street. I, like, I, that's a whole case in itself, like that we could yeah. be covering and trying. Cause wild, mm-hmm. wild criminal action. Just destroying everything and somehow still missing uh, no no crust white cop Brian. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand how that's happened. I just maybe yeah. he knows something like if you don't eat the crusts, then you become bulletproof. Ah, uh, wow. Who knows? Maybe this is like some kind of weird science fact we're not aware of. I, I, I you know what? I'll just stay away from bullets. That's my goal. <laughs> Yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. I'd rather have my crust than than be um, um uh, immune to bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I yeah. I like crust. I don't know what the deal with crust is anyway. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't get people who like you got the crust and then you got like the the piece of bread at the end oh. of the loaf and oh, people are, like freaked yeah. out by that. I'm like, why? The the butt of the bread. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I eat that. That is delightful. Yeah. yeah. It's of like course. the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's. Um, it's only, it's bread. It's like it's all the same yeah, thing. It's, all the same. <laughs> it's, just it's just bread. It's like these people have never seen like actual bread before and don't understand what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like before it goes in the oven, it's the same. It's all the same. Basically, it's just got a, a butt of the bread and the crust because it cooks unevenly. Basically, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I- uh, it's it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> do we do we need to do a podcast and teach people how to eat bread? Uh, I don't know if we have that kind of time. Uh, we still need to do. We still need to do a podcast where we teach Claire um, uh, how to not do weird British things. So I mean, <laughs> how to pronounce pantine? Yeah. Good job. You're getting there, Claire. Uh, we're in the, guys, we're in the, the British and the Americans are in the Pantene Pantene Wars right now. Pantene. Pantene. What is happening in that country? I could Pantene. Well, we were talking about it last time. It was difficult for me to even say Pantene. I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, because it's difficult for you to be wrong. Like, that's, it's hard to be that wrong. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, yeah, so as they go chasing after the Tran family, um, they have one last race together against a train for, for whatever reason. This um, is insane because, like, okay, so if either of them were, like, half a second slower, they would have, the, the train would have plowed into them, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a big train. It's not going to derail that train, probably, but... Like again, they're still they're so selfish. They're not thinking. That poor train driver. Oh yeah. That poor train driver. Oh yeah. Like it's 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 horrific. But they're just oh yeah. But that's they make that's, me, everyone in this makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, people who are, who do illegal drag racing are they only care about themselves. So that's mm. yeah. Um, and so they're fine coming out. I think there's an illegal drag race going on outside my flat right I'm now. pretty oh. sure. I mean, I think there always is. <laughs> <laughs> it usually sounds like there is, for sure. Do you live in race yeah. war times? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I live, in, I live in the race wars. Oh, my God. That's not good. Um, Claire lives uncomfortably close to race wars. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life is a race war. Uh, whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Cancelled. 
Uh, so, but yeah, so they they go through and they survive this racing a train thing, and then um, Dom gets hit by a an actual truck. Well, which, he runs directly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is his fault. Not this. Not this truck driver's fault. No. Yeah. It's, it's his fault. Yeah. And um, instead of uh, just going ahead and arresting Dom at this point, after he's been in a car accident, uh, Brian actually gives him the keys to his car and lets him escape. And the next time we see him, he's in Mexico. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dom and the family, uh, sans Brian, has gotten away, which I still am not sure at this point if Brian is considered part of the family. I guess maybe well, he could be guys... just because he get, lets him get away, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think he let him get yeah. away. And he showed where his loyalties are, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you guys have seen the rest of these documentaries. Is there, like, you know, does it end well <laughs> for these lot? <laughs> I mean, so far. Yeah. 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 You know, they're, still, they're still out there. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes they're committing crimes. Sometimes they're working with the government. So it's they're right. just a, they're a very talented crew in their own right. So um, that's why we're focusing on this this yeah, first exactly. uh, first documentary, basically, mm-hmm. because I yeah we don't we don't need to get into them saving the world. Uh, that's like a different yeah, exactly. situation. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't need to get into uh, um um superhuman uh, um, uh, cybernetically enhanced humans yet. We're, like, we're not there. We want to focus one thing at a time. Yeah. Guys, watch this documentary series. It's so, so good! good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But yeah, so, so as far as um, and actually not just as far as this documentary, but without going into the other uh, documentary, the rest of the documentary series, Dom and family have, you know, come out of this experience all all safe, sound, and away from being arrested mm-hmm. at this point in time. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I, yeah. So like Brad said, we're not going to touch on the other, the rest of the the series um, as of yet. And you know, a, a lot of them are still around, and they are still doing things, and the the documentary crew is still with them. So we're. We're definitely going to see a lot more of the family um, in the future. Um, so the documentary we watched as, uh, again, for this specific case is The Fast and The Furious. <laughs> it's very yes. important that all of that is in right. there uh, from 2001. Correct. Uh, uh, again, not, not to be confused with Too Fast, Too Furious... The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, Fate of the Furious, our F9 upcoming. Yeah. Our Fast and Furious presents Hobson Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Which. Our uh, turbocharged uh, prelude for Too Fast, Too Furious. Our Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Wow. Is that the one that's on. There's, there's, uh, let me tell you, you know, this, this family has become so infamous that they, they now have, you know, 
they've got animation made about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's yeah, that, follow, that follows uh, um, Tony Toretto. Um, Dom oh, cousins. that's that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. No, yeah so extended family, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's an animated documentary. It's a, you know, kind of different thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's crazy, guys. There is so much with this family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much. <laughs> and this is the tip of the iceberg, really, this case. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and move into our next segment. Brad, if you'd like to introduce that. What's Brad, what's this segment called? Uh, this is Judge, Judge Jury, Jury, and Executioner. Wait, hang on. Hmm? We have oh, an executioner boy. on this podcast? Claire. Oh, I'm confused. No. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be, Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. We did not have an executioner because we do not believe in the death penalty because it's morally wrong. And if you support it, you're a monster. Get out of here. We don't want you. Um, okay. Okay. No. Now, yeah. Also, we do not have a jury. Um, Nor will we I, ever. No, no, we absolutely will not. Uh, mainly because we don't want riffraff on our podcast. Um, yeah. A hugely I had important enough, goal. There was enough riffraff in this documentary, to be honest. I don't That's want any riffraff. I mean, can you imagine? We put, we just bring in twelve randos uh, to uh, to just be a jury. The, uh, twelve, we gotta find twelve motherfuckers, put them on microphones, get them on our podcast, oh and force them to agree on something. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. terrible! Ugh. Awful! Can't have it. Don't want that riffraff on our podcast, so no thank you. We will not have one. Uh, we, we the have... three of us can barely agree on things, Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> I can't imagine trying to get 12 people. No, we'll, we will randos have randos at that. Oh, awful. We'll have a judge, we'll have a prosecution, we'll have a defense. That's all we'll have. That's it. That'll be it. You can't make us have more. You can't, all right? Please stop trying. Like, we get all these letters saying, hey, we're going to make you have more. And we just gonna, uh, write back, no thank you. Nope. Yep. No thank you. Why don't you go c- cut some crust off your bread, weirdos? Oh, yeah, those are probably the same people. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, uh, until you learn how to eat bread properly, uh, you can stop making requests of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, just get out of here. Gotcha. Hmm. So this week, um, Brad will be the judge... I will be the defense, and Claire will be the prosecution in the podcast versus the family. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm really excited to uh, judge to hear this case. Yes, uh, that is my title. All right. Uh, so uh, first off, uh, uh, prosecution. What is the case you are bringing today? Um, I want to. Uh, okay, I want to bring uh, a couple of charges today um, against the family. The first is the theft of um, property because they stole a lot of property. They stole these um, DVDs and VCR players. Um, so they've not only stolen that property to be sold on the black market, but they have also, uh, as I previously mentioned, stolen the chance for a lot of people to enjoy a lot of the good movies that were released on dvd and vhs in the year that they came out they might not be able to enjoy them as much so it's a theft of property and enjoyment of movies um but also i want to put a charge of reckless endangerment i don't think i need to explain myself on this one they put so many people in danger whether uh physically emotionally mentally you know i i just i i just cannot 
Uh, so those are the charges I will be uh, putting against them. So theft of property to be sold in 2001, specifically, <laughs> and reckless endangerment. No, theft of property and then the, 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 the theft of enjoyment that okay, the people so two, who would so have two, used those VCRs would have had. So two different... Yes. Okay, so three, yes, three yes. parts <laughs> to your case. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to also understand what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our uh, defense. Uh, What is your response? (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's see. (laughs) Well, I'm actually going to start off with uh, the matter of theft of enjoyment for things that came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things that came out in 2001 was Shrek. I don't, mm. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> that was, is really something that was necessary. I, I mean, now we have Shrek the musical. It's, it's all a bit much. Um, Tomb Raider. I, I mean, I do like Angelina Jolie, but she's <laughs> in so many other things. I don't know if that was necessary. Uh, The Princess Diaries. Uh, What I'm trying to say is, I know that you're saying that they stole enjoyment out of things (laughs) being released on DVD in 2001, and my counterpoint is, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) That's not a... Can I... That's a strong argument. Can I please bring up a counter-argument, Judge? What? Can you let me finish? Mm. Oh. I'm going to leave it up to the judge. Go ahead. Well... Then I think she gets to finish. Uh, you should have thought strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you brought up three this, charges. This court, I'm only this court does not uh, countenance uh, a cowardice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other one was theft of property. Um, I'm going to look back upon our cases about um, capitalism and how much we hate it here. And you know what? These things were insured. It really was hurting nobody that these proper that this property was being taken, except for big these companies that obviously did not care about their employees or anything that happened to them. So fuck them and yeah, go ahead and take their shit is what I say to that. And <laughs> reckless endangerment. Uh, so this is just them, correct? The family only that you're bringing this case against them because we're not talking about the the truck drivers correct no and are you talking about the drag racing or the actual when they were taking down the truck the truck drivers which which piece of that i believe the drag racing is related to them taking down the truck so i would include all of it because that was the aim of them Hmm. doing these heists interesting yeah because if you as far as the truck drivers I mean, they they didn't actually end up hurting the truck drivers. Um, but as far as reckless endangerment, um, I, I will concede for the drag racing because I think it's terrible. And I, I, I cannot, I can't even argue against freaking drag racing because it freaks me out. And like people have died and people will die as uh, people, uh, as humans keep doing stupid shit like, drag racing and especially illegal street drag racing i mean and now the fact that we have so much of it that we have things called race wars like fuck this <laughs> like i can't mm-hmm. i i can't it, you know i'm i'm i guess for that like i really cannot defend drag racing <laughs> so that's if that's what you're going for fine 
But the other two? No, no. You, you, I'm not going down for those charges. All right. Uh, okay. Prosecution. Um, in regards to the uh, not being able to enjoy films that came out this year, I would point to a film that did come out that year, which I know uh, the judge is a fan of, which is Josie and the Pussycats. Um, and a lot of people wouldn't have been able to enjoy that film, Judge. Is I'm he? just going to say. Uh, I just want to say, I think you mean... Uh, uh, I think you mean the defense is a fan of that film. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. The defense is a fan. I'm sorry. So defense. I, I've never, I've never named a child after that movie myself. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I assume the judge was a fan because I know the judge is a fan of uh, one of the actresses from from that film. Mm. Um, and I think, I think but, that, uh, that, I think that actresses. <laughs> The love for that actress that act- is dropping every day. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a, lot, a lot of love for that actress has been lost in. You know, you know. Uh, also, um, Alan Cumming is in that, that film, and he is a delight, I would just say. Uh, so that was a film that came out, and they would not have been able to enjoy that. Um, also, uh, Moulin Rouge, they wouldn't have been able to sing along with oh. all those beautiful tunes in that film. Oh. Judge. I yeah. feel like you're really helping my case. Uh, and I'm, I'm here for it. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, in terms of the, uh, the insurance, they did, uh, they did steal these. And I know they were insured, and you said about fuck capitalism, but they did then go on to sell these VCRs which is capitalism to make a profit because they paid no- nothing for it. So they still participate in capitalism by doing that. Um, in terms of reckless uh, endangerment, uh, they... Counselor, <laughs> counselor, um, I'm going to need you to define capitalism. <laughs> they basically they basically had uh, items that they, they sold. They made a profit off of it. They are still part of the system, and it's bad. And they, they, if they, if they, you know, they'd given these away to people who are poor, then I would, I would be okay with it. They'd done a Robin Hood, but they didn't. They used them to make money to do their ridiculous cars, which they would then use to endanger uh, the lives of other people. So I have a problem with it. I'm just going to um, know for the record that a counselor has been unable to define capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of reckless endangerment they put um, other people's lives at risk while they were mm-hmm. doing these heists it wasn't just the driver yeah. because if the driver the driver was distracted while driving if there were any other vehicles on that road then they were also in danger um, so I don't believe it was just the driver I believe a lot of people's lives were put at risk well in, in the reckless endangerment we already said was wrapped up with the street racing too so, mm-hmm. so yeah so I already conceded to that so you don't have to fight that anymore. <laughs> you're, okay. you're good. We're all on the same page with that. I mean, the judge can make whatever decision he wants, but uh, <laughs> I would love if uh, the judge just was like, no, you're both wrong. There's no <laughs> reckless endangerment. <laughs> uh, so. All right. Sorry. Anything else, Claire? <laughs> judge? Uh, uh, nope. Um, I... Yeah, I do, I do have to. I do have to question. Uh, what um, <laughs> on the uh, uh, the charges of uh, uh, theft of these uh, uh, TV and VCR uh, uh, defense? Uh, do you have anything on that particular? What do you mean? I'm sorry. Um, on on the actual stolen merchandise, uh, uh, not the charge of stolen enjoyment, <laughs> uh, but on the actual uh, uh, charges of. Charge. 
Um, oh, I was just saying that all of these items were insured. No harm was actually done as far right, as right. stealing from these large corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that the, the people being injured, like the truck drivers, was actually kind of more focused on in the reckless endangerment um, sure. portion of this case. Uh, but as far as stealing from a large company, uh, my original thought, and I have additional thoughts now that the, <laughs> the counselor has added to her <laughs> statements, um, but that, yeah, these items are insured. The companies were not harmed by this, um, and... Uh, and with these companies who t- cared so very little for their employees, I was okay. I personally am okay with them being stolen from. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I have prosec- additional thoughts. Okay. If you know, go ahead. Uh, on on uh, just because the prosecution has now shared some <laughs> some things like Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> and Moulin Rouge, which yes. honestly I I don't have much more to say than. I feel like you keep proving my case for me, so I really <laughs> don't have much to add for that one. Um, I hey, s- Moulin Rouge brought back the modern musical boom in cinema. Again, I, I, I really, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I wish you could see my face, and I just am like, my hands are up in the air, saying. Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, that is all sorry, sorry. terrible. Uh, uh, pro- prosecution. I'm going to need you to define the modern uh, uh, musical <laughs> movie boom. <laughs> the modern musical movie boom was that there were no musicals being made, like big screen musicals, and then Moulin Rouge came out, and it it brought back a slew of modern musicals, such as Hairspray, um, and other ones being adapted for the screen, where it led into all these musicals i'm not saying that they're good they're not I, i'm just asking you to say what Oscars. are they what what are what are they what do you mean what what, what, are some what of the was musicals? this boom <laughs> the boom was like there hadn't been musicals made for like you know big popular ones oscar nominated musicals for a long time before that when right. moulin rouge came out everyone thought the musical was dead moulin rouge came back and it brought them back into the public consciousness and then they started studios paid attention and then started putting money into musicals again did they yeah okay. chicago won best picture which was the first musical in a long time to do so after that they did it because they had the confidence because moulin rouge did so well hmm interesting i'm not saying if these are good films or not i'm just saying well, I think you are, uh, Counselor. Uh, uh, I took my notes. Uh, you said uh, a st- enjoyment was stolen from people. <laughs> By people who like that kind of thing. And who am I uh, to... Counselor, go? Counselor, Counselor. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to have that, that sort of nonsense in my courtroom. <laughs> uh, please don't twist your words uh, uh, to try to affect the law. This is, this is unseemly and unprofessional. I think that's in my job description. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um all right so i'm a i'm a uh, sorry i'm a renegade prosecutor <laughs> hmm. Hmm. uh so the additional thoughts i did have though on the theft of property um besides what i had said earlier was the uh prosecution <laughs> reference robin hood uh and could not you know just <laughs> <laughs> and say if, you know, if they, they, they had given them for away for free if they'd been doing it to basically um you know stick it to the man and stealing all this stuff 
and then giving it to the poor, giving all these VCRs, then that I think would be different. That would fit more in line with our our uh, discussion from previous episodes. But they didn't. They then sold these as a profit, a profit. So they made money off of them to then do this illegal activity, which puts people's lives at risk. I I will say that we don't know how much they actually did end up selling this for. What we we had done was we did a calculation based on. Um, kind of the cost of the product versus what would be the retail cost of the product. Um, and even at the cost level of how much they would be selling, I mean, were they practically giving it away? No, $250 is still very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But if the retail value of it was $500 and they were selling it for 50 to 60% less... Uh, at a discounted rate, less than what the stores would be charging people, then I almost go back to your other uh, complaint that they're taking uh, enjoyment away from people. Really, they're allowing more people to be able to afford to purchase these than they ever would have been able to. Oh, it's a strong argument. But they would have, uh, they might have been seized back once they were realized that they were stolen goods. How, how would they have been seized back? They stole so many. <laughs> They stole so many. I don't think they're going into the homes of uh, all the people that have purchased these. Two. I don't know. It's the LAPD. I don't put anything past them. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I, I still think, I mean, if we're going to break down the family prosecution, you should have put Brian specifically on, on trial for a couple of things. But um, oh, He should be on trial for many things, including how he eats his sandwiches. Very true. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, we can't but go back in time. This is not sandwich court. Yeah, yeah, this is not a sandwich court. Ah, oh, but if it were. But it could have been. It, it could have been. It could have been. We say, that, we say that a lot. Mm. <laughs> what I would say, if only this was sandwich court. <laughs> so many people would be prosecuted <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, on on the subject of reckless endangerment, are they, does, uh, do either of you want to put any more thoughts towards either the street racing end or the truck uh, um, heist end of that conversation to differentiate those more? Well, the street racing end, I would say, as as I said earlier in the podcast, um, there were, you know, when they were closing off streets in a major city in Los Angeles that is not only endangering the people that are watching the race, but also endangering other people because ambulances couldn't get down, uh, down those streets. So they're causing like huge issues, um, which would have a knock on effect somewhere like LA in which everywhere, everyone drives in LA. Um, in terms of the heists themselves, there's, they're, they're not only causing, um, physical endangerment to the driver. They're also causing emotional stress because, I will agree with the the um the defense. I don't think these companies cared at all about their drivers. Mm-hmm. No. Um which is why they they felt the need to protect themselves. But the amount of like they're going to need therapy after after this after these heists. They I'm going to need also therapy after the train these driver as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say you know just all over the place reckless endangerment all over the place <laughs> including the tra- the train driver at the end. This is what these go- these people are doing. And it's it should be they they they're guilty of it and they should be um, found guilty and they should be charged. Yeah. So judge, she's she's not like separating out any of right, the reckless right. endangerment. It's all rolled up together. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. um, okay. Uh, I, um, go ahead. Defense anything before uh uh, uh, uh sorry uh, uh defense anything before uh, uh final statements here. 
N- no, no, I have nothing else. I think I talked to the two main points. All right, all right. Uh, 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 final statement, prosecution, what do you got? Um, I think I said everything, really. I, you know, <laughs> they, they, stole, they stole these items. We're ho- having them for theft. We know they stole them. It's, you know, whatever their... I think their reasons were bad. They stole them to then sell them on. They weren't doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. Um, and it is illegal, and therefore they should be found guilty. They endangered so many people's lives, their lives, their physical health, their mental health. They endangered my mental health because I watched this documentary. Um, so I think that's it, really. <laughs> I rest my case. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, uh, defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the reckless endangerment, maybe not to some of the levels <laughs> that the prosecution has, but definitely when it comes to the street racing, when it comes to putting the train driver at the end, his life in danger. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the truck driver vigilantes. However, I do understand where they're coming from. And, and um, they were at the end of the day, just doing their job. They're not trying to be uh, taken down by this crew uh and it was putting a lot of people's lives in danger doing that in a moving vehicle when there were a bazillion ways they could have done it without the vehicle moving um so you know to that point i I definitely agree with prosecution so when it comes to um i'm going to work backwards here a little bit when it comes to enjoyment being stolen i i really don't have much else to say i mean i mentioned um some of the enjoyment you could have not had like shrek like uh (laughs) princess diaries um thankfully the prosecution was there to help me with other things like josie and the pussycats and moulin rouge and that started a whole movie musical movement and Mm -hmm. we don't even want to put that on trial i mean we'd be here all day if we were putting (laughs) that on trial so um so i feel like with (laughs) i feel like with that point uh everything's been said about that and then as far as theft of property yes i understand that um stealing in general is a crime but in this case this is uh, this act of the physical stealing of it not how that they they did it that was the reckless endangerment part but the actual uh, thing that they were just stealing vcrs and dvds and tvs um really didn't hurt the company these things were insured the company didn't care about the employees at all the the companies are fucking terrible and then um and honestly they ended up selling it for a a slightly more reasonable price where people could actually afford to get them where normally they would be priced out because um maybe they're they are under the level of making enough money to even purchase these items um so yeah i i say i i don't see the harm in and what they were actually stealing and the way that they were reselling it um you know the rex endangerment was separate so what i gotta say okay all right all right great um all right well um, i've got a lot to think about so uh um uh, okay i'll just uh, step away and uh, i'll come back with a verdict in a second um meanwhile um so Claire, how do you how do you feel like your case went? Um, I think my um, Josie and the Pussycats uh, prosecution is a strong point. Um, so I think that went well. Um, <laughs> I sometimes wish we were in sandwich court or musicals court so we could put other things on trial that should be on trial. Um, 
but unfortunately that will have to wait. Um, but I think it's pretty strong. I mean, we saw in this documentary, we, we know this is what they did. They, you know, they did so much criminal activity, um, all of them, and they put so many people's lives in danger that they should be punished because, um, as you know, as we know, they went on to do lots more dangerous things that put other people's lives in danger. If we can hold them to account for these crimes, then maybe we can uh, help all those other people that they would go on to affect. Hmm. Interesting. So Tammy, how'd your case go? How'd it go? Um, I think it went well, you know, and I was thinking even deeper about this stealing um, enjoyment. And like, I was looking, I'm like, okay, maybe people who were buying these DVD players off the street, you know, that maybe they couldn't even get the DVDs from 2001. Maybe they're getting older DVDs. And then I'm like looking at like movies that came out on DVD in 1999, for instance, like Idle Hands and Blast of the Past and Baby Genius Geniuses. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I feel like it was okay <laughs> that these these DVDs and VCRs were stolen. So, uh, you know, I think I think I did a pretty strong case. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sure. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, oh, oh. I think I think I'm I think I'm uh, uh, stepping back into the courts. Uh, so, uh, all rise. Uh, courts back in session. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> I, guys, I a lot, a lot to think about. A lot to think about with this case. Uh, lot. I, I, I'm really, really bogged down in this uh, um, theft of enjoyment because I too was thinking about. I was thinking about the films of 2000 that would have been uh, coming out uh, available in in uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, films like uh, Mission Impossible 2. Uh, what women yeah, want? by John Woo. Uh, Dinosaur. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. I, I, yeah. I would say, Judge, without Dinosaur the film, there's I, no Dinosaur the ride at Animal Kingdom, Judge. Uh, order in the court, order in the court. <laughs> You've had your time. Um, <laughs> the Perfect Storm, which inspired QAnon. Uh, X-Men, the first movie. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, oh, I looked. I looked, Judge. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Scream 3. Uh... Um, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Final destination. High, f- high fidelity with Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's my case gone. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, 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 I am outraged. I am, I am outraged that you would even suggest to bring up that that these people stole enjoyment. Absolutely not. I. I no, absolutely. They they are innocent of that charge. They have saved people uh, a great deal of enjoyment by not subjecting them to high fidelity featuring Jack Black. Ah, can't throw that out. I throw it out. <laughs> ah. Now on the subject of the theft of merchandise, I I think uh, the prosecution makes an interesting case uh, that uh, um, that by stealing this, it somehow. Uh, um, capitalism to steal things and sell them. Um, it's interesting in the fact that uh, prosecution does not understand what capitalism is, and uh, fascinating that it would be brought into my court in such a manner. The defense made an excellent argument uh, that they are actually uh, taking away the profit margin from the sale of these, and in fact uh, making them more affordable to people um, subverting capitalism. And somehow uh, the corporations are still getting paid off, so Honestly, it's a better form of capitalism if such a thing has to exist. So on that, I think I have to throw that out as well. I'm going to call them innocent on that. 
<sighs> on the subject of reckless endangerment. Now, as far as the street racing goes, this is trash. Uh, we cannot have this street racing going on. It is wildly dangerous. Not only, not only is it just dangerous in the fact that they're closing off streets, they could be uh, delaying uh, uh, pizza delivery drivers from getting home, they could be delaying ambulances. Uh, also, we see all of the mechanical issues. There are things flying off of mm -hmm. of Brian's car that could become, uh, that could end up uh, uh, doing damage to other people's cars. It could damage a pizza driver's car, and I can't allow that. So I, I do find them guilty of reckless endangerment on that. Um, as far as with the actual heist, I would, I, I, find, I have a lot of trouble with that in the fact that the far more dangerous aggressor is these truck drivers uh, that are defending uh, TVs and VCRs with shotguns. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, they should be on trial themselves. It is psychotic. I find it's it's a... Tr and after we've established that by stealing these uh, TVs and VCRs and selling them at likely a lower cost, um, they're actually subverting corporations, uh, I find these truck drivers to be class traders as well. So I can't support them, but uh, so I throw out the reckless endangerment on that, but I keep it for the street racing. They are guilty of reckless endangerment in street racing, um, innocent of all other charges. Yes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> wow, this is like the first time I've won anything in like a year. I'm very excited. <laughs> wow. I'm pleased for you, Tammy. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I definitely understand where you were coming from. I, I think if you maybe would have put Brian on trial specifically out of the family, I mm. <laughs> uh, might have been, I might have had a, a harder time, I think, uh, defending, defending. Unfortunately, that. I don't think he's part of the family. Yeah, point, it's, so. it's hard. It's hard. Cause yeah, he's, is he, is he not? You know, it's, it's very iffy. That would have been my defense, by the way, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> So it's good that you didn't, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was... Wow. That was quite the case, guys, and judge, judge jury, jury and executioner. executioner. So next time... Oof. Oof. Guys, next time... We I are... I remember what it is. ...covering... Um, <laughs> Oh. The case of Tom Sykes uh, oh, in yeah. the podcast versus Hyder in the house. Uh, oh, been waiting for this one. This is a creepy one. This is in our uh, podcast artwork. That's yeah. how long we've been waiting for this one. Yeah, and this is one that uh, you guys have shared case information with me, um, but I've not actually delved into it much. So. Oh. I don't know if, if looking forward is <laughs> looking forward to it is really what I, I mean, but um, I'm interested to see what this case brings. Um, and just so everyone knows, this documentary is available on YouTube. Um, it's a bit obscure, but it's available on YouTube. So Perfect. definitely, definitely check it out. You know, next week is our last mandatory session together. Do you feel like you're ready to be out on your own? I'm trying as hard as I can. I'm trying as hard as I can. Tom Sykes desperately wants a new life, a new home. What's that? Or what? Unless we have evidence that he's a danger to himself or to others, we can't hold him. I haven't had any violent spells in a long time. 
Is that because you feel safer now? I'm never going to feel the same as I want to. He found the dryers to be the perfect family. Let's go, babe. Okay. Let's go, babe. Now, he'll do anything to become one of them. Right, Mom. Sleep tight. You like your new place? There's a family that lives there that I like very much. In fact, they make me want a family myself. This is a guy who was brutalized by his parents for years. But we're talking about a guy who very deliberately set fire to his house and burned his parents to death. Look, I don't know what you're doing here. What I'm doing is, is I live here now. I live here with Julie. I think you should go. Neil. No. <laughs> He's up there. Julie. Planning, watching, waiting. Vestron Pictures presents Gary Busey, Mimi Rogers, Hyder in the house. How can they lock him out when he's already inside? Yeah. Uh, so in that case, uh, Brad, you want to let us know who will be judge, defense, and prosecution? Yes. All right. So next time for, for judge, judge, jury, jury and, executioner. and executioner as judge Tammy. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited. Yay. I've I've worked so hard to get to that role. <laughs> You've been working your way up for so long. I'll get to order another gavel. <laughs> Um, as prosecution, me. Nice. <laughs> and Claire, you will be defending Tom oh, Sykes. God. Oh. Good luck. Great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know the um, wheel lands where it lands, but I kind of wish Brad were defending next one. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Because uh, just having heard Brad tell tell me about this case already, I, I really would like to hear him defend it. But we won't. We'll hear him prosecute. It'll be uh, enjoyment across the board. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on this this case for the Toretto family? And family eat and friends. Crust. Yeah, eat your crust, guys. God, if you take anything away oh. from this this podcast. I eat, mean, seriously. Eat bread Learn to eat bread. Learn to eat bread right. <laughs> Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. No. And it's delicious. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Just eat it. All right, guys. Well, then, for this uh, this episode, we're out. Bye. 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 You're crust. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at True True Crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. 